fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a free Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. Many of you are enjoying the Friday today with Good Friday being tomorrow. We're doing that as well here on this program. Welcome into the show. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. Two guests today, bottom of the hour, live with us, Clark Bossert. He is a congressional candidate for the state of Nevada, 3rd Congressional District. We'll have him join the program. We'll talk about the Democrat agenda, the latest out of Russia and the Ukraine. We'll talk about his the hidden agenda that Democrats have with all the current events going on. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yes, we will get to Elon Musk and his $43 billion offer to buy out Twitter and make it a private company again, trying to save free speech. Why is he focusing so much attention on social media when you know he's trying to save humanity by starting civilization on Mars? I personally find that interesting on what the priorities are for the man, and I respect the hell out of him. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Also, in a couple of minutes, we'll play our interview we did just a couple hours ago from Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Uh, We chatted with him just a few hours ago, and it's our monthly chat with him. We'll talk about the latest coming out of Washington, D.C. So a lot to get to here on the program in such a short amount of time to do it. First, I do want to start off, though, uh, how do you feel paying the government more money than they've ever had come into the federal government in their entire existence. As we broke another record, according to CNS News, which you can find at cnsnews.com, I got to remember, I got to do the, the the commas here. That's a thousand million billion trillion. Okay, $2.12 trillion have come in to the federal government in federal tax collections for the first six months of the fiscal year of 2022, which is from October of last year to March of this year. $2.12 trillion shattering the record for the amount of tax collections that have come in to the federal government for a six month period. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel? You feel good? I mean, I know things are tight right now. The budget's a little squeezed with things going on. Eight and a half percent inflation rates and gas prices that are near four dollars. I saw in California it was almost seven dollars a gallon uh, per uh, gallon of gas out there. So a little chaotic at times, a little chaotic in different places. But by golly, we have been able to pay the government more money than ever before. Now, they still haven't been able to spend within their own means as they're still trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt, we're still uh, trillions upon trillions of dollars in a deficit as well. I mean, why the heck not? We can just spend however much money we want, and they still complain that the rich are not paying their fair share and that you need to pay more in taxes and that they truly, honestly believe 50% of the GDP, uh, your privatized economy going on in the private sector, is not being reported to the IRS and not being collected by the federal government. They still truly believe that even with record amounts of money coming into the federal government. So how do you feel paying more money into the government than you ever have in your entire existence as a nation? I don't want to hear a damn word about the federal government saying that someone's not paying their fair share or that they're not getting enough money because, well, we're just breaking records left and right while they continue to spend money. 
at record paces as well. Now, the reason there's amount, that amount of money coming in is because for those that may not be aware of this or the aha moment for some is that when inflation goes up, that means it costs more money for the goods, which means prices go up, which means sales tax also goes up as well. Because, well, the sales tax is based on the price at on the sh- on the shelf, which means the inter or the uh, the the uh, tax rate is more when you're paying more for the good as well. Interesting, huh? So when the government has inflation rates go up and they say, "Well, we're sorry about it. It's not our fault. It's Vladimir Putin's fault, or whatever," they're actually benefiting from this on both ends. But they're getting more money coming in from taxes while the inflation rate also goes up, so they can print more money so that they can say they're saving the economy while they're actually destroying the economy. We start off with that conversation with Congressman Bob Latter from the Fifth Congressional District of Ohio as we talk about inflation rates and what the heck's going on with the economy. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Excellent. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Always good to talk. Talk to you. Let's talk with starting off with the headlines that we saw yesterday. National inflation rates hit the average of eight and a half percent across the nation. The Biden administration is trying to say that it's due to the Russia war and that it's Putin. He's even left out apparently the supply chain issues and COVID nineteen. It's only Putin that's causing eight and a half percent inflation here in the U.S. <laughs> Congressman, is that accurate? Well, you know, that's what it'd like the American people uh, to believe, but that's absolutely not accurate because we all know this, you know, when the Democrats last year, on their own, not with one Republican vote, passed that quote-unquote COVID relief bill of almost $2 trillion, and they didn't pay for it. And, uh, you know, everything that they do now is they just want to spend more money, and they don't have any way to get up paying for it. Yeah. So... You know, we're looking at uh, the, the whole issue right there of government spending. And the American people uh, are pretty smart, and they know it's caused by too much government spending. And then when you look at, uh, you know, again, what this president did prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, that he was killing North American energy independence that we had. And uh, now, uh, you know, we see gas prices. You know, someplace in the country, well over $6 a gallon. And, uh, you know, we could take care of it by doing what? Drilling and exploring right here in the good old United States. And also, uh, you know, getting the Keystone XL pipeline of 830,000 barrels back online. But, you know, what's the president's answer to that? Well, let's tap into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, trying to pull a million barrels out a day. But, you know, if you look at just the Keystone, we brought 830,000 barrels in. And at some point in time, we got to replace that oil because what the president considers an emergency that he has caused, that, no, it's not an emergency to be pulling it out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And we got to put that back in there. It's going to cost us more. Yeah, is that actually going to lower gas prices at all? I mean, we use 22 to 24 million barrels of oil a day, 40% of that going to the auto industry for cars and trucks uh, across the nation. But if we're using 22 to 24 million barrels a day and we pull 1 million out a day for the next six months, what exactly is that supposed to do to lower gas prices when it seems like the only thing we're doing is depleting our reserves for when we actually have an emergency? Well, you're absolutely correct. It really comes down just to pennies, and that's it. And, you know, oil this morning, one of the first things I always do is check. It was well over $101 a barrel. But let me tell you, if American people will remember, one of the things they never saw when Republicans controlled the House of Representatives and when Donald Trump was in the White House with an energy policy that 
you never heard the word OPEC mentioned. Why? Because OPEC was shaken in their boots because the United States is out there uh, producing for ourselves and reducing uh, that in the, you know that independence that we had for so many years on them. And so we kept our dollars at home. Now what the president wants to do is tell those countries that don't really like us to increase oil production to try to get oil prices down here. And they're not listening to the guy. Yeah, it's really frustrating, and I, I don't know what to do other than continue to fight to try and produce oil here domestically so we can become energy independent again, because the only other options, like you said, are to go to OPEC and try and beg for oil, is trying to buy more from Saudi Arabia. Neither one of those are going to help us in the long run with trying to lower gas prices. It's just being more dependent on somebody else. Well, you know, his other answer is the Democrats, if you listen to the uh, Secretary of Energy, uh, you know, their answer is, well, we should all drive an electric car. Well, here's I serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee. I, I say this about anything. Let the American public decide what they want to drive. Hey, if you want to drive an electric car, good for you. But yeah. if you want to drive a fossil fuel, you know, that's what you want to drive. But a lot of people don't have the money to purchase an electric vehicle. And, you know, when you look at some of these cars going dollars $90,000, that's not a lot of Americans' price range. And uh, plus, if you have to drive long distance at one time, uh, you know, you might have to take 30, 40, 50 minutes to get a charge again. And the question is, we're going to charge up. And the other thing is that the administration doesn't like to point out, we're going to get the rare earth minerals to make the batteries. China, 85 to 90 percent of all rare earth minerals come from where? China. And uh, all of a sudden, you're going to be dependent on them. And if you become dependent on them, what do you have, what's going to happen in the future there when you need to produce a battery for, for your vehicle? Yeah, it's frustrating that we create our own problems by being so reliant on so many other people. For example, I mean, now we're talking about a food shortage at the same time with the inflation rates, with the shortage in gas, with the gas prices going up. We're seeing the food shortage now because we aren't seeing production coming from the Ukraine, which Ukraine is a massive producer of grains, of corn, wheat, and soybeans across the globe and exports there. We're not trading with China anymore, and they're a major producer as well. Uh, We'd seen and heard reports of talking about a food shortage redistribution of food in some parts of the world to where they're taking it from the hungry and giving it to the starving. Are we concerned about what's going to happen with food here in the U.S.? And can we produce enough to feed our own here in the country? Well, you know, that's, you have an excellent point because, again, you know, I have a, I have a very, really, really unique district in that. You know, I have 86,000 manufacturing jobs, but I also represent the largest uh, uh, ag income-producing district in the state of Ohio. And so when you look at what we have to produce out there for Americans, but, but again, our farmers are so efficient. There's less than 2% of Americans are farmers that not only can we feed ourselves, but we can export. And that helps our overall trade deficits that we run. But farmers this year are going to face some really tough things. Number one, just where a lot of your fertilizer chemicals come from, Russia. And, and the next part of it is, is that what do farmers have to use when they're out in the fields? Fuel. So, not, and then with the Democrats, we're going to kill uh, our fossil fuels from oil and natural gas. We, we make a lot of products out of those that also are made to go onto farmers' fields. So the cost of production this year for American farmers is going to be astronomical. Yeah. 
that's it's going to be astronomical for the uh, like you said the cost inputs into the farm the fertilizer that's going to cause an issue with the price of the grain when they actually try to sell it to the co-ops also with the shortage amount there i mean are we seeing food potentially double in price here in the country or are we going to see just a shortage on the shelves uh, by later this year well i'm warning people right now that we're going to see uh, really high prices people don't think they're high now they're going to go up because when you mentioned about Ukraine, you know, when you think about that country and their wheat corn exports around the world, they're in the top three or four in the world. That's why they're called the breadbasket of Europe. Yeah. If there's a war going on, when planting season starts, and unfortunately there is a war going on right now, that it's going to be very difficult for their farmers to get out. And so you're going to see a drastic reduction in what they can produce. And the other question is, how are they going to get their crops market because the you know the Russians uh, invading their southern coast uh, on the Black Sea how are they going to get their crops out so yeah. they're, they're going to be blockaded so I mean this is this, we're talking about because of because of the Russians we could see a massive uh, food shortage across the globe because of you know this guy's invasion uh, that uh, you know is this act you know is a war crime what this guy's done that's Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Now, usually, and it same goes for this one, we go way longer with our with our recorded interview with him. We went about 18 minutes today, so we're going to have that up as a separate extended special feature podcast later on after the show so you can hear that entire segment and that conversation with the Congressman. Always love doing that one. We'll take a break. When we get back, Elon Musk, Twitter, what the heck's going on? All that and more coming up for a Thursday on The Voice Reason. Stay here. Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Moving through a pre-Friday celebration. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening. What up? Welcome in. Programming note for you. We will not be live tomorrow on Good Friday. We will have a best of running. Our online fellows that are watching some of the live streams, you'll get a best of on there as well. Back at it live on Monday. Uh, so happy Easter to all you guys. We'll talk about Easter here in just a little bit. Lots of stuff to get to today. Holy cow. Again, the Congressman Bob Latta, we appreciate him. Fifth District of Ohio. We always get a monthly update from him. And we always go way longer than what we can air on the program here uh, as we record that earlier in the day. So here's what we're going to do. We do this every month, but we'll update it as a specialty podcast. If you want to download the podcast, which you can sign up, by the way, on any of your favorite podcasting sites on Amazon or Tune in or Google Play or iTunes or whatever else. We're on all of them. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You can sign up and you can automatically download the shows each and every day or go and listen to them each and every day. We'll upload this show and then we'll also upload the special feature with the extended episode with their congressman. It's like 18 to 20 minutes. It is really good information. I highly recommend it because it's a lot of good stuff. So we'll get to that here. Uh, and you can uh, listen to that shortly after the program today. Big headline of the day. We got to talk about it before we run out of time. Good golly. What's trending today? So Elon Musk has officially put in an offer to purchase Twitter outright. Now, he spent $300 million at first to buy 9.2% of the shares of the company, the majority owner of the shareholders, and was offered a position on the board. As we know, people have been talking about it all week long. Nothing different there. Well, he realized that he's kind of capped and limited on what he can do to change the platform by being on the board and being capped at, as a board member, 4.5% shares that he would have to actually sell some. So he has chosen not to be on the board. There was anarchy behind the scenes, as we've read some of the reports from some of the shareholders and board members that were saying, yeah, you know what? It's actually for the best. We don't like him on the board. Oh, we'll offer his input and we'll take it with a grain of salt. Thanks a whole lot. We'll put it in the trash bin and, and consider a lot of it. He's come out now and turned around and said, well, you know what? Here's my ultimate offer. I'm going to offer you $43 billion to outright buy the entire company. That's $54 a share. Now, mind you, for those that may not be aware of this, before he purchased his portion of the shares of Twitter at 9.2% of all the entire shares for the company of Twitter, the company was sitting at between $34 to $37 a share. $34 to $37 a share. His offer that he's looking at buying right now at $43 billion for the entire company is at $54 a share for the entire company. I would think that that's a pretty good ROI for those shareholders and board members that are on there right now. Hey, you know what? We're going to get a good payout there. $35 a share when we came, when he came on, $54 a share that he's going to buy out the entire company. Here's the response from one of these shareholders that is of Twitter, uh, Prince Alawid. Bin Talal, I don't know, from Saudi Arabia. He's a billionaire that has some shares in the company. Quote, I don't believe that the proposed offer by Elon Musk at $54.20 a share comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter given its growth prospects. Being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, obviously not the largest shareholder because that would be Elon Musk, I reject this offer. Oh, my. Oh, my. So not a board member of one of the large shareholders of the company says that he rejects that offer of 54 or $43 billion 
for the company, $54 a share, because they don't think it's large enough. I would like to think that going from a $35 share to a $54 share with a buyout from Elon Musk is a pretty good return on investment, don't you think? We'll see what the board actually says. No official statement coming from the board as of yet. If Elon Musk does this and he goes from a publicly traded company to a privatized company for social media, this could shake up the entire social media realm. Between Facebook and Twitter, the two largest platforms out there right now, if he opens it up wide and he privatizes it and he allows people to actually do things, could you imagine the pressure Facebook's going to be in and all the other social media out there to compete with Twitter when it's completely opened up for free speech all over again? This is a game changer. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through today for a pre-Friday celebration going into Good Friday, Easter weekend. Happy holidays. Happy Easter to you, wherever you may be. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting all over the country. We appreciate you very much trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. And we're definitely doing that today with all the different topics we have to get to in such a short amount of time. I swear, one of these days we're going to have like a 12-hour program just <laughs> just to cover as much as we possibly can. I am fascinated to see what's going to happen with the board from Twitter on this Elon Musk deal. $43 billion to buy out the company at $54 a share. Again, remember, before Elon Musk bought in with his 9% of the shares of the majority owner, it was sitting around $35. So that's kind of fascinating. And what will the board do? Is that enough ROI for them to say, cool, I'm done? Or are they more afraid of the quote-unquote free speech that Elon Musk wants to put on there to where they'll say, no, sorry, and they go behind the comment that was made by some of the other shareholders, including the prince out of uh, Saudi Arabia, saying, no, we think that it's actually worth even more than that, which has never been worth this much before. So that would be kind of fascinating. Shift gears a little bit here, kind of change tones a bit, and talk about the latest and what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? I want to focus on some election season because you know that's what we love to do here on this program. Candidates all over the country. We talk to them all over the place. And I want to specifically focus on some attention up in the great state of Nevada. We have a lot of listeners. No radio station there yet, but a lot of listeners on the podcast and the live stream up in the Nevada and even the Vegas area as well, as we have a great candidate on the program here to talk about what the heck's going on up there and some of the latest and greatest in election season. He is the congressional candidate for the 3rd District of 
the state of Nevada. You can find him online at ClarkBosser.com. But Clark's on the line with us right now. Clark, how are you, my friend? Good, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you very much coming on the show. The state of Nevada. I love Nevada. I have been there two or three times to obviously Las Vegas. Everybody goes to Vegas to do the partying up and do the thing. But the politics up there, you guys are in a really weird purple state where you've had Harry Reid run things for a while. You've had other great conservatives. You've had libertarians up there. It's kind of in a fun state to focus on uh, politically wise. You know, it is a fun state. It's still kind of like the Wild West. You know, it's not Northern Virginia. We don't have highly qualified, awesome pools of candidates. So there's a lot of things that can happen here that, uh, you know, probably wouldn't have happened in other states. So it's exciting to be in. It is very exciting. Yeah. Talk about the makeup right now. Obviously, with COVID, that's thrown a wrench into Las Vegas and the entire economy for Nevada. But how are you guys doing there? Is things starting to open up? Are businesses surviving through this madness? And what's the latest up in your state? Sure. Well, I'll tell you, you know, COVID hit us pretty hard. We're obviously an entertainment and um, kind of tourism city. And then we're also very blue collar. So and then we were one of the last states to open up in terms of mandates and lockdowns and for masks. So it's been an interesting feel. I think we're excited to come out of this COVID season. But, you know, that's something on the forefront, I think, of people's minds is who's going to fight for the defense of our civil liberties and our God given rights. Yeah, well, you guys have definitely taken a major hit, not only with COVID, like we mentioned, with shutting down to businesses, casinos having a hard time, the degenerating de- revenue of tourism just not there. But now we're going from that to, okay, now you can open up, but now we're going to see 8.5% inflation rates across the nation overall. Gas prices are skyrocketing. Consumer prices are just skyrocketing to where consumer spending is down, even with the quote-unquote higher-income individuals. I mean, Clark, how the heck do we get ourselves out of this mess? Because we're going from one pandemic to another right now. Well, here's what I'll tell you, is that the only way out is we need to drastically reduce government spending. And the government, rather than reducing their spending, they've stolen their purchasing power. That's why everything's 20% more expensive. And if you take the old way that we used to calculate inflation with a different consumer price and producer price index, we're at 17.4% inflation. And I don't care if you're making 30% on your portfolio. That's awesome. But if prices double, you're totally going to get wiped out. So folks here in Nevada, they're really focused on the kitchen table issues being, you know, functioning economy, stable currency, minimal regulatory environment, good school for your kids. And we're getting hit pretty hard here. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Energy production in the state of Nevada. I don't know how much you guys produce energy, natural gas, coal sort of thing, but is that a topical uh, top of mind thing as well with the high gas prices? And I mean, we saw extreme cold stints a couple of years ago with electric prices going up. We see the green push coming from the other side of the aisle right now to where we're not allowed to drill. I mean, uh, what can we do? And if you were in Congress in Washington, D.C., what could we do to start and get this stuff back on track? Sure. <laughs> well, uh, in regard to coal production, you know, we don't have any plants here. Just kidding. That's not true. We have some in northern Nevada. But here in Vegas, you know, obviously desert climate, yeah. one of our natural resources is sunlight. So uh, renewable energy here is, is kind of big. But listen, I mean, only 3% of global energy it comes from renewable sources. So trying to switch to that completely by 2050 is kind of untenable. But really, I want to see American energy independence. And one of the options that people don't talk about enough is nuclear energy. So mm-hmm. that's something posted on my website. I'd encourage people to check it out. But if, if you're not talking about nuclear, you're not serious about, you know, climate stewardship and promoting freedom and real independence. Amen to that. I love that conversation when it comes to nuclear because it's something that doesn't get talked about. The conservatives, I, I don't know why. I mean, we talk about it to some degree, but the other side, they're either uh, not liking it because they want the green energy solely or they are fearful of it because we don't quite understand it. So 
That's definitely an interesting conversation. We're talking with Clark Bossert. Uh, ClarkBossert.com is the website, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District in the state of Nevada. Clark, talk about your background. What led you up to getting into this realm to run for Congress uh, in your area there? Sure. Well, I'm from Southern California. I went to school at Liberty University in Virginia, where I met my wife. When I was there, a seminary professor said, hey, we're planting a church in Vegas. And I was a business major from my undergrad, but I felt like God was saying, you ought to go. So I moved out to the eighth worst neighborhood in America. We did anti-sex trafficking, homeless outreach, foster care connect. The more I did these things in really what was the modern day plantation of government dependence, I just realized these are policy problems that need to get solved from the top down. So my guilty pleasure thought was I want to move to Vegas, get a regular job, keep serving. So that's what my wife and I have done. In the meantime, I've worked in central finance, and I was also an engineering admin research faculty at the university here. But our country is going so far left, and I just couldn't sit on the sidelines any longer. Amen to that. That's great. I I love that background. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about some foreign policy and how that's impacting even what's going on here, obviously, with Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, Russia slowly pulling out of Ukraine, but it looks like it may be for another wave of soldiers and kind of a regrouping of the military. Do you see an end in sight for this thing? I mean, we're seeing not only the inflation rates and the food or the uh, the gas prices, but we're also seeing a now new pandemic of a potential food shortage, all because of this war with Ukraine not being able to grow or export some of their grains right now. Russia, obviously, we're not doing any of their stuff. Uh, can we get things back on track? Because I see a kind of a dim future here coming up soon. You know, you're you're completely right. So first of all, I think that we are absolutely going to have food shortages here in America. And I don't want to be too doomsday. I mean, I think that God is not done with America, but it's going to take everyone at the top and the bottom and the middle to turn this thing around. But this Ukraine crisis is coming at the perfect time for the Biden administration because it's perfect to shift away from, you know, COVID and all the stats coming about about the efficacy of the vaccine and also to hide their inflation problem and saying, hey, this is Putin inflation. And it's, it's completely not. It's, you know, it's brought on by our own federal government. So you know, it's uh, if the skies are gray now, I think they're going to be black in September. Um, but it's, you know, not everything's worth fighting for, but our country certainly is. I'm glad to be in the fight. And so take heart. You know, I think that we can come out of this. I agree. I agree. I am concerned that it could start something a little bit more drastic, obviously, with uh, with Russia, especially now starting to build up around Finland if they do end up joining NATO. And uh, we could see some type of uh, larger inter- uh, international a conflict. Do you see something like that happening, or do you think this might actually get calmed down here relatively soon? You know, I don't think it's going to calm down. I mean, I don't see any possibility in which we're going to enter some kind of 30-year period of post-Cold War peace. I think that things are going to ramp up. Um, I definitely am not in favor of sending our boys over to Ukraine. You know, we don't have a formal alliance with Ukraine. Yeah. We do with Taiwan, but nobody cares about that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not in favor of sending our troops over there. And I think that things will escalate. I think in the meantime, we're going to see a pretty profound cyber pandemic and kind of cyber cold war taking place on the border of Ukraine and Russia and then spreading more broadly. But um, I think that it will eventually escalate to a more kinetic type war. It's unfortunate. We're talking with Clark Bossert. ClarkBossert.com is the website, candidate for the 3rd District of the state of Nevada. Let's talk about, uh, you had mentioned earlier, some education and with parents being upset, being riled up about some of the public education and the uh, gender identification education crap that's going on, critical race theory, some of that stuff. Uh, Obviously, being in Las Vegas and a larger populated area, I'm assuming that the public education system there is a little bit more on the left-leaning side when it comes to the school boards or when it comes to the administrators. Obviously, Harry Reid was kind of heart and center there as well. So uh, you can see kind of where the politics lean to some degree in some portions of that city, at least. Uh, What's the feel that you've heard knocking on the doors and talking to people out there? What's the feel of a lot of the parents? And is this something that's top of mind for them going into the election booth? 
You know, it absolutely is. The reason why it's top of mind is if you want to look at and make an assessment of a certain political party, look at what they want to do to your kids. And it's absolutely sick what they're doing. And I mean, as a moral society, we have an obligation to care and protect those who are least able to defend and protect themselves. You know, first of all, being the unborn, but also our children. And, you know, in regard to critical race theory, you know, it's a total woke-topia hellhole right now in our Clark County public school system. And we're last in the nation. We've only got one one county school system, so there's no competition. And if you're in a failing school, you know, unless you can afford to pay for private school, there's no way out for you. So this is something that's really a justice issue that I feel like not enough people are going after. But it's definitely on the forefront of Nevadans' minds in trying to get a good education for their kid because we're very blue-collar. Yeah. And the school system is very far left, but the individual parents, a lot of them are very conservative and they don't know it. You know, they're pro-God, pro-family, pro-rule of law, pro-education, and pro-life. Those are very consor- conservative issues. Yeah, amen to that. And yeah, that's this is the opportunity for you when you're knocking on the doors to remind them, hey, you know, hey, you're on this side. We just have to wake you up to that issue. we got about 30 seconds here, Clark, but talk about the process there in Nevada. When's the primaries? How can people get a hold of you? Sure. The primary is June 14th. And even if you don't live in Nevada, a vote for freedom in the House at a federal level counts for the same amount, regardless of where the representative is from. So I would can, I would really appreciate your financial support. You can do that by going to ClarkBossert.com, C-L-A-R-K-B-O-S-S-E-R-T.com. Please donate and then feel free to stay connected on social media. I love it. Clark Bossert's candidate for the 3rd Congressional District for the state of Nevada. Clark, good luck on the campaign trail, my friend. I love it. Let's get you back on the show and get an update from you again soon. Thank you, Andy. Love what you do. Take care. Hey, appreciate it very much. There it is. Good stuff going on in Nevada. Can we turn the state around? Can we keep things moving in that red district? The red wave, baby, it's coming across the nation. And those issues are going to be rattling people and waking them up to get them to the voting booth. We'll do that when we come back. Wrapping up the show today for a Thursday. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Uh, this is outstanding. So there's a new headline from electric.co. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-E-K dot C-O. They are giddy about a new piece of legislation signed by the state of Washington and their legislature called the Clean Cars 2030 Bill. Again, you talk about states' rights where the state can do you know, the things that they can do at the statewide level as opposed to the federal government as an overbearing blanket discussion across the entire nation. We love federalism. We love states being able to have the say to do what they do. But this is why elections have consequences, because you guys up in Washington, and we have a lot of listeners in Washington right now uh, with some stations. Uh, yeah, you guys, you're in trouble. You're you're in trouble. According to electric.co, the Washington state legislature has signed a bill called the Clean Cars 2030 bill that bans all gas cars by the year of 2030. Think about that for a second. You are you are essentially eight years away from not allowing to have any gas cars in the state of Washington because it all needs to be clean energy. It all needs to be electric. I'm curious how the farmers or how the low-income individuals, which, by the way, have been priced out of the state of Washington for the most part, so or at least Seattle. Seattle's been kind of crazy up there uh, for you guys. That you've been priced out, and now you have to buy that forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle because you will not be allowed to drive your gas vehicle, or at least you won't be able to purchase any new electric or uh, gas vehicles in the state. So no more trying to buy the cheap $15,000 car. You know, have to buy the $60,000 car. But don't worry. The government's there to give you some type of subsidy to allow yourself to purchase that vehicle. Does that make any sense to anybody? It is totally absurd. I agree. It's totally absurd. We got just a couple minutes left here. Thanks again, by the way, to Clark Bossert coming on the program, candidate for the state of Nevada in that uh, southern portion of the Las Vegas area. That is a major swing. And if we could start swinging things in Nevada to the right further. Now, I know I don't know a whole lot of Nevada politics. No listeners in Nevada. You can shoot me an email. Who's your media network at gmail.com. But let me know. I'm curious on whether we can start swinging that further to the right. I know in the western portion of Nevada, in the Reno County area, or Reno area, that so many people are so libertarian. They're just, leave me alone, let me do my thing. I had seen an interview about how, like, until, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, there weren't even, like, any speed limits there. Do what you want, leave us alone, just we're the old school cowboys, ranchers, we're the old school, just, you know, the gold miners or gold diggers, just let us be and let us survive and do our own thing. And if that's the mentality that's still out there in Nevada, God bless you. I know you get a lot of crap from people that don't like gambling or, you know, there's a lot of sex and a lot of weird stuff that goes on out there. I get it. Do I always necessarily agree with all the stuff that goes out there? No, but you should have the freedom to do whatever you do out there because I don't like the government infringing upon us. So if that's the way you guys live just to spike government, then all the power to you. Much more of a contrast than what we're seeing in the state of Washington. 
right now, passing this, where you're not allowed to purchase a brand new car that's gas in the state by the year of 2030. They want them all to be electric. A little bit different than what we're seeing in the state of New Jersey that says that we should be able to teach second graders about gender identification and sexual orientations because we have to uh, sexify, is that the word? Um, Young kids at the age of seven or eight, which again, my daughter is about ready to graduate second grade. I don't know, or I know, I do know, that I don't want her actually being taught any of that in any way, shape, or form. That's just sick, man. That's just sick. And you can tell the contrast between states on what we're doing to limit government or as opposed to increase size of government. God bless federalism. And you as the worker, as the blue-collar worker, as the everyday American, start prioritizing on what you either want to do. Do you want to leave the state because you're sick of it, or do you want to stand and fight because elections matter, your vote does matter, and what happens in the legislature actually does matter, and you have a say in it. You have an opportunity to change it, either better or worse. So are you going to leave it, or are you going to stand, uh, stand and fight it and try and change it? That is the big question. We're getting ready. we got about a minute left here on the program. But regardless of all the controversy going on in the world with politics and with green energy and with the high gas prices and the inflation rates and all the other crap going on right now, the big focus for you this weekend, of course, is Good Friday and is for Easter Sunday and the Easter weekend. Don't forget the reason for the season. Don't forget why we're fighting the fights that we are fighting, which is trying to unite to bring family, to bring the family values, to bring the core values back to the country, which is the pillars of conservatism by the way and that's what we fight for each and every day and that's what this is all about going into this weekend until then podcast up a little bit the special feature podcast as well with congressman bob ladder from the fifth district of ohio and remember it's always time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we will see you on the radio on monday It's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.